Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Lynn Wadsworth. She is a board-certified holistic health and wellness practitioner. She is the founder of Holistic Health and Wellness. Welcome to the show, Lynn. Thank you, AJ. I appreciate that so much. You are welcome to the show, Lynn. You are welcome to India in this online form. <laughs> and I'm sure not just in India, but a lot of people across the world will benefit from what we are going to talk about. We will talk about living in health and wellness, especially, uh, you know, how women can thrive in midlife. So we'll be talking about that. So first to understand, Lynn, you know, a lot of people are worried about midlife many a times they call it the midlife crisis so why why do they get so worried about this when they have also heard through many years about that life begins at 40 so why only one aspect they see not the other mostly it's because there are so many changes happening and it happens for men and women of course for men it's often known as the midlife crisis for women, it, it's when we get into menopause, which is a very long period of time. But things are changing. Our bodies are changing. Maybe our mental state is changing a little. We might become a bit more anxious than we used to be. We worry about what are we going to do now. Um, women are putting on weight in the midsection and they find themselves fatigued and Things change with kids moving out of the house and suddenly they're empty nesters. Probably for women more than men, they're beginning to wonder, you know, what was life all about? What do I do now? And they see it as something negative, whereas I like to turn it to the positive. And when we get to this stage in our life, it can be a brand new beginning for us because let's face it, whether you're 40, 50, you're only really in today's wonderful uh, way that we can live. We can live till 80, 90, and we want to live in the best health possible. So really, we are only halfway through our lives when we hit that 40 point. So it's a new beginning, not the end of what we know. Right, right. So uh, you've got so many things available good diet, good exercise, so many good things. You can still continue to be beautiful. And that can be one of the concerns. So why, why if that should add uh, to the uh, lessen the burden of people thinking about that, okay, I don't want to age or look less beautiful than I am at the moment. So how, what are the things that people can look at to be, you know, less anxious about, say, midlife or any life, and look towards, you know, as as one more uh, day or one more year or one more month above of a of the of of life that God has given us. Right. So first of all, we've got to get that whole mentality of being old out of our minds. Um, God certainly knew what He was doing when He gave us this life, and He gave us this one body. And so, if you can really think about it as your temple or as, as something that you really want to take care of. We really want to be eating a healthier diet, getting rid of processed foods and especially sugar. 
because sugar ages us and processed foods age us in the face as well as in the body. Um, we want to be exercising. Sometimes there's that mindset of, well, I'm getting older. What's the point? Well, the point is if you want to move and be healthy throughout midlife and then throughout the rest of your life, you want to be able to have that strong body because we hear a lot about losing our muscle mass, um, then the bone density concerns. And if we're eating right, if we're exercising, if we're getting good sleep, taking good care of ourselves, putting in enough um, self-care time is the way I put it, it can really make a difference. It's not just all about the beauty of what can I put on my face to stop these lines and these wrinkles. Think about your beauty coming from the inside out. And that's where it starts is taking care of us and having a much more positive mentality as we go through these years of our life. I can honestly say I feel better now than I did when I was in my 40s. Absolutely. Absolutely, Lynn. So I want to understand, you talked about sugar and you almost put it as, you know, it can hook us like cocaine and you call yourself also a sugar addict. So are, are you still a sugar addict? Have you left I, it? If well, yes, okay. So, so that's like asking an alcoholic, are you no longer an alcoholic then? So I would have to say I'm a sugar addict, but I have it under control at the moment. So we're in the holiday season. I've already been to several events. We even had a cookie exchange. I haven't eaten any of that. I went to a birthday party yesterday, refused the cake because I know my body. And if I put some sugar in, that's what I'm going to, to want and crave for the rest of the day. And we have to make choices. Do you want to put in your body something that's going to be detrimental to it? I know sugar is for me because it gets me into this whole part of binging. And then I can't stop eating it because, as you mentioned, it's the same part of the brain that heroin addicts or cocaine addicts um, have problems with. The same is so with sugar. It's that part of the brain that causes us to crave it, want it, and keep wanting more. And the same goes for the processed foods because they've packaged processed foods with stuff that make us crave it. So for me, for me I, I can't say to, to myself, okay, we'll just have one little piece of chocolate because that doesn't work for me. Then I've got to have more of it. So you, you kind of have to then ask yourself if I put this into my body and I know that it can be addictive, is it worth it for me? And I, I've made the decision that I'm going to say, no, it's not worth it for me. Right, right. So you talk about, you know, that uh, being healthy and being well, fully well, and it can, it, it's just not about diet and healthy eating. So how do we look at even if suppose I'm not able to take care of my sugar addiction, then there are still so many things I can take care of. So what are those other things beyond, you know, diet and healthy eating? One of the first things that I, I teach clients is for the mindset shift, because we've got to be in the right emotional state. We have to have a positive outlook. Um, 
maybe find yourself a couple of mantras of, or affirmative words that you can speak. And then hydration. Uh, here in the States, there are 80% of our, our population that are dehydrated. Coffee is not something that hydrates you. Black tea is not something that hydrates you. So you've got to remember to at least drink 64 ounces of, of water a day, which can seem daunting for people that haven't been drinking water, but it's really important. And sleep is a huge factor. Uh, we should be getting, uh, for me, it's seven to eight hours of sleep a day. And I don't mean go to bed at 10 and think you're getting up at six because we don't go to sleep right away. So start preparing for bed a little bit early. Um, try to get rid of the blue lights in, in your bedroom. Try to have a quiet bedroom if you can and the right temperature. And if you're a person that wakes up in the night, there are a few things you do. There are kind of essential oils like um, lavender, cedar wood that you can put on your feet and helps relax you and gets you back to sleep. But the sleep is a huge portion and the exercise is so important as we age. It doesn't mean that you have to be out there running a marathon unless that's what you choose. It can just be as simple as being out in nature if the weather's good enough and taking a 30 minute walk. We just need to keep our bodies moving because our metabolism drops as we get older. And so the more we can keep moving, then the better our metabolism is going to be. Um, and stress is, a, is another huge part of it. We really need to learn how to manage our stress in today's society. Don't know if it's the same in India as it is here in the States, but it's like you're on a merry-go-round and you've got to learn how you can cope with your stress in a very positive way. And, you know, that can be as simple as breathing, um, just taking the time to breathe, just taking the time to escape with a 30 second meditation of something visual that you can see yourself on a beach and really enjoying and sensing with all of your senses what you're doing at the beach or hiking in a mountain, whatever to you brings you calm. Um, in midlife, we tend to have anxiety a little bit more. So that's a great way to learn to breathe and go stand out in nature for a while. You don't need to go out there when it's snowing, freezing cold. I don't think you have that problem, just like we don't here in Florida. But, you know, if you can stand out in nature and just enjoy nature for five minutes, it can do so much for us. And it's the simple little things that you're doing step by step. Absolutely. Absolutely. You talked about hydration. You talked about mindset. Hydration is still possible. You can have water. But yes. mindset is not about having water. How do you change your mindset suddenly at the age of, say, 35, 40? Uh, what is this mindset that can be suddenly can be changed? Is it possible? Are there ways to change your mindset? There, there definitely are. There definitely are, but it's a process. You've got to remember that it's not just like a magic wand and suddenly you've got the right mindset. 
one of the best places to start is with a healthy gratitude practice. So for many of us, maybe maybe we're, we're not feeling well, uh, maybe something's going on, but you can always find something to be thankful for. You can be thankful if you've got a house to live in. You can be thankful if you've got a, a great family. You can be thankful if, like for me, I can look outdoors and see some water, which is very calming. I can be thankful that I got out of bed this morning. You start with the small things. You can write it down in a journal and then you kind of review it. And when you look at what you do have to be thankful for, that can give you a more positive outlook. And then, as I mentioned earlier, affirmations or mantras, find a quote that really speaks to you or find something that um, that really can change your perspective. Um, I'm so happy I'm in midlife because it can be a brand new change for me. And you don't have to believe it when you first say it, but the more you say it, the more you believe it. And you can speak the positive out and it comes back to you and speak it out and it comes back to you and, and it's a practice. But the easiest way to start is with a gratitude practice changes your mindset completely not all at once but it will change it right right lynn you talked about you know that this is also the time when uh, especially women are very worried how their life has been and many a times you see you blame the husband that this is one guy <laughs> and so how do you create that gratitude if you tell your husband one suddenly one morning listen i'm very grateful for the life I had with you until yesterday there was another opinion the husband will be shocked I just want to understand how do you bring the gratitude at the same time when you are worried about whether it was a good life or it was not there were so many full, uh, full, uh, unfulfilled dreams that needs to be yeah, that, that needs to right. how do you look at it well and that is it that's it for us as men and women those unfulfilled dreams and if you just start realizing that it's not too late to pursue those dreams, um, you can, the world is open to you. you. You're not burdened by your children still being in your house. You can do some of the creative, exciting things maybe you've never been able to do before, or maybe you want to change your career, but you know, you knew you had to provide for your family. And to me, this is a perfect time to start making those changes. So when it comes to your partner, um, I, I think that if you take it slowly, so I, I have done that with my husband and gone out and said, I'm so thankful to have a husband like you. I mean, he, he's a wonderful husband, supportive. Um, but as you say, when you haven't said it before, then it's kind of like, okay, what is it? What, what do you want from me? So, so try it slowly but keep doing it because really you're reaffirming your relationship the more that you do it. And the more you tell your husband how grateful you are for him, the more it's going to change the whole outlook and perspective on your marriage because you've, you've maybe had children with you all the time and now you're left with this person that you choose, chose to marry and you're like, okay, what happened here? We don't have any common ground. And, and so speaking out some of those things or maybe arranging 
for your husband a surprise outing somewhere, something you know he's always wanted to do. Start doing things that are nice for other people so that you focus less on yourself. And um, I, I know I have not thanked my husband enough through the years, and I, I am so grateful, and I do like to in some way to him what speaks to him is action not words so i can say i'm grateful for you you're a great husband but he likes to see in action how i mean that um, men look at it differently than than a woman does when you're speaking affirmative words to one another right right what what role can you know husbands or partners play at this point in life of the women especially you know they love so much so vice versa both of them have to look at life because many a times it is just the two of them staying in that house so how what is the role that the other husband or partner can play at this point in time well i think you've got to remember that you're there together now that um that what you want to do you want to do together um what we did was we took up traveling because COVID stopped that for a while, but being able to go somewhere and be together and do things away from the house or, you know, do it depends what you and your husband like to do. So go on a hike somewhere. We don't have anywhere really nice in flat old Florida, but uh, my husband doesn't like the beach. Um, but you can always find something to do and just, just if you're a praying person, start asking God, give me some ideas of what I can do that would cause us both to come together again and enjoy one another and pick up the pieces together and go on in this point in, in our lives. Because <clears throat> it is different to when you've got somebody with you all the time. And I think that you have to get a little creative. I think especially if the woman is going through um, menopause, men can find that very difficult because we can fly off the handle about anything at any time. And I think we have to affirm to them, this is not something personal. I'm sorry, this is just the whole emotional thing that goes along with hormones. And I think the more a husband can understand that and not take it personally, he can support her through that by just understanding and being there for her. Right, right, Lynn. You talk about, you know, that women can thrive in midlife. So I want to understand how can they do that, especially, you know, from the point of view, at this point, you are a certified holistic health and wellness practitioner. What is it that women generally come for? And how can you... Or how do you tell them when they come with a problem, you tell them, listen, at this point in time, it is not to cry, but to thrive. How do you do that? So, again, that's a process. And, and when they come to me, a lot of them come because we've, we've gained weight, we're exercising, doing all the things that we've done all of our lives, and it's not working. So it's a process, and I take them through a process. And the first thing is the mindset. Um, beginning to realize 
life begins at 40 instead of life ends when you're 40 or life begins at 50 instead of I feel like my life is over. And I try to get them into that positive thinking of this is a brand new beginning. I've hated my job all of my life, then start looking for something else to do. So first of all, I work on the mindset and then I get them into a, a healthy regimen. And I, I'm a person that does it one small step at a time. I don't say to them, you've got to do this, 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 and this. I just give them some ideas that they can practice for a while. Uh, like maybe it's healthy eating, let's eat healthy and let's get that habit in place. And then let's get the next habit in place because we not only want to feel like we've got the chance of a new beginning and we've got this great mindset, but we want a body that's going to respond, that can move. Um, who wants to become 90 and you can't move or do anything? You're in a wheelchair or you're sitting all day long. It's very important to stay active. And even if you can't run or you can't run a marathon, you can certainly walk. Most people can walk a little way and then you expand it more and more and more and um, become creative. Women need to be creative because we've lost our creative ability in those years of taking care of children. And that's what another thing that can be a new beginning. Think of some creative ways that you can find joy, because if you find your joy again, you're going to feel like you're thriving in life and you're not oh my gosh, this hurts, that hurts, oh, I've got this going on and that going on. You can look at it from a different perspective. You can feel healthier, you can look better. And as you make some changes, uh, maybe you've had high blood pressure, maybe you're diabetic and you make changes with your health and you, your diet, you'll begin to feel better. I know for me, when I started this journey, I got off my blood pressure medication and my cholesterol medication. And my life began to feel so much better. You're not weighted down with all the negative, but you're thriving with the positive. I hope that makes sense because that's just a very quick overview. Perfect, perfect. Uh, absolutely, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, you talk about, you know, that diet is not the only thing. And at the same time, you have a you are certified wellness cooking instructor. <laughs> how, how does that work how can you make that work in your favor so that you know you can eat also and take care of weight also whatever problems associated with that so some people just really they've been used to cooking big meals for big families so i like to teach them how to meal prep in the week um, or plan their meals and teach them how to incorporate the healthy part of that and you don't have to spend hours in the kitchen because that's another argument. Well, I don't have hours to spend doing this, that and the other. But maybe they come home from work and they've got something healthy prepared in the refrigerator. It can take 15 minutes to heat up or throw something into a stir fry with what you've prepared already. And it's much easier to eat healthy if you've got your food prepared. And it, it's really an easy process that I teach because it's a certification as a wellness cooking instructor. So I'm teaching them how to have healthy habits in their eating and how to 
the big word over here is kitchen hacks or meal hacks so that you can live healthy, but you can do it in a quick and easy way. Um, I'm not the best cook in the world. My family will tell you that, but I know how to do it. Um, doesn't always taste quite, for me, quite like if I'm baking, um, that can be a catastrophe for me. But cooking healthy meals, I, I can do and I can teach well how to do it. Right. There is much to learn from you and also uh, from your podcast. So living life naturally. Yes. Tell us a bit about your podcast. Tell us about your you know, holistic health and wellness company so that people who want to learn from you, you know, who want to connect with you and uh, in a professional capacity, mm. they can do. So my podcast is geared around women's health and I've been doing it for a while. I think I've just published my 205th episode. Um, and I like to get different perspectives. They may not always be exactly what I do or teach my clients, but I want to let my audience have a wide variety of things that can help them during, um, I think my audience is mostly women 40 to about 59. And I can teach them through that podcast some great ways. I've had people doing skincare, people doing exercise like yoga um all all kinds of things i like to keep it varied but then i have women that come on and really speak about menopause so that is of course living life naturally you can find it on my website you can find it um on apple and then with my business my website is the best way to connect with me it's holistic hyphen healthandwellness.com and on there there's a contact form where you can set up a free um, breakthrough clarity call with me and uh, recipes on there lots of blogs and my podcast is on my website as well wonderful with this it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live thank you so much indeed for joining us Thank you.